Hey, it's Travis Ford, and you're listening to the Endurance Town USA podcast, brought to you by Race Roster. Today, we're excited to bring you an interview with Maria Burton, Chief Adventure Officer and Race Director for Primal Quest, whose eighth edition will happen later this year in British Columbia. In today's interview, Maria sits down with Samantha Pruitt in Squamish, Canada, to talk with her about her role in Primal Quest and, most importantly, her why for being in the race directing space. She'll also talk about how she's super excited to take Primal Quest and Expedition Adventure Racing back to Canada, her home country, and the region where the roots of the sport were first developed. Sam sat down with Maria over coffee one morning, and I'll let her take it from there. Okay, let's dig in. So, good morning, Maria. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. Yeah? Good. So, I'm up in British Columbia right now with Maria Burton of Primal Quest, working on the event. We've been here for a couple weeks now. Woo! Trampling over mountain <laughs> tops, rafting rivers, ice glaciers, like all in mm-hmm. on Primal Quest. How are you feeling besides exhausted? <laughs> I feel great. Do you? Oh my gosh, I love this territory. Magnificent. It's just amazing. Yeah. Blows me away every time I get out there. Exactly. I know yeah. you've been working on this event for several years. It's yeah. it's it's golden. It's fantastic. But the work that goes in. Behind the scenes, I don't think people have any clue the extent of work that is required for something like this. No idea. No. Yeah. No. You feeling good? I do. We got a lot do. done. Yeah, we're definitely <laughs> we're definitely nearing the closure on um, getting things wrapped up. It's very uh, detail oriented, obviously. Mm-hmm. Each little piece, you know, and you can and you can. It's spend a race days. within a race within a race within a race. Yeah. You can just keep digging down, digging down, and finally you got to just, like, pull the cord. Okay, I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think we're getting, we're nearing that point, so it's good. Well, the elements change, the, everything changes with the yeah. seasons and all of the different yeah. variables. And you've come here over and over at various times of year, and so you have to take so many things into consideration. So let's talk a little bit about you as a person. I know there's a lot of people out there in the endurance sports world that have probably heard of you as an athlete, as a race director connected to Primal Quest, but uh, we'll get there for sure. But I'm fascinated and I've come to hang out and play with you and be on this exceptional team to get to know you a little bit better as the person that you are as a whole. So what I've learned is extensive because we've spent (laughs) an enormous amount of hours together having a good time. But for our audience, like you're a mom, you've got two kids. Yeah, two young kids. They're both adopted. That's yes. awesome. You have a husband who yes. came from the endurance sports world, mm-hmm. so you have a lot in common there, I'm sure. Uh, you're a professional woman, but you actually come from a whole other world of education. You have three degrees in varying things. Two. Two, two degrees. Mm-hmm. What are those degrees in? Uh, science. science medicine, medicine. And and then an engineering and design degree. Yeah, and that's how you started your journey as um, a young professional. Mm-hmm. And before that even happened, mm-hmm. you were born and raised yeah. in Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. On, a, on a farm in Canada. My dad, I was very fortunate. My dad was a pilot um, with a big airline, but it was a cow farm. Um, but it was a lot of different things. It was, you know, chickens and horses and all that kind of stuff, but it wasn't necessarily for making money it wasn't you know lifestyle it was a hobby farm but it was a working farm so 
So you were shoveling shit. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, what yeah, were you shoveling. doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Milking cows? Well, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, you have a functioning farm. You still have to look after the land. So we're still, you know, out there haying in the heat of July and bringing in the, bringing in the hay and feeding the cows and, um, you know, maintenance, looking after, driving tractors when you're, you know, eight years old. And What was mom doing? Mom, mom was mom. Mom was, mom was leading the charge. She had four kids and she was, she, she reared the roost. Like she looked after us like nobody's business. Raising four kids. So you have three brothers and sisters. Yep. But, uh, no, very fortunate upbringing. And, uh, I truly believe that that's where the love of the outdoors and nature and the respect for, uh, the outdoors came from. And from animal for animals as well. And for animals, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You had a really significant thing happen in your life when you were young, age two, I believe, that really catapulted your life journey, your path in a in a totally different direction that that most people would never experience. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Yeah, um, you know, we were on on the farm. You're you're living out out there, and just doing what you need to do and um, I had an, uh, an accident and it kind of forged who I was um, it it did uh, sever my left leg and then had a whole bunch of ramifications afterwards it was a vehicle of some sort right that ran your leg over or ran you over you were about two years old running around Got yeah me. so it was a it was a, an, um, a big power lawnmower mm. um, that uh, severed my left leg and, and various other injuries that came from it. But um, that was the biggest one. And then, you know, really at that time, you know, not to date myself, but that was, you know, in the early 70s. It's fine because you and I are the same age. So I'm okay with <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but they managed to re kind of reattach it. and, uh, and Not kind the, of. They did. They did. And, um, and, and then there was lots of kind of fallout from that that we dealt with, the stretching, lengthening the leg because it didn't grow, and then uh, stopping the other leg from growing so that it didn't outgrow that, that other leg. And then kind of uh, Mother Nature and God kind of taking his role and helping me out by making, you know, my femur grow a little bit longer to compensate. And so here I am. I mean, it hasn't slowed me down. And I think, in fact, it's probably forged that, that, that perseverance you know, into my being at a very young age. Yes. It's just like, this is, this is a challenge that you're going to have your whole life, but don't let it stop you. Don't let it hold you back. But at what point um, did you transition into an athlete? And I believe your first sport was skiing. Yeah. I mean, that kind of happened simultaneous. Like we, it was just part of life. You know, as a family, we went out and we skied every single weekend. Wow. And we have a really good community and culture in Canada around skiing. And they kind of, you know, totally got behind that. And so every weekend, the entire family, all six of us, were doing something related to skiing. And, um, you know, there's small communities and clubs. And you just, they're, they're kind of your extended family. And um, so it just kind of grew grew out of that. You became, I mean, you became really good at it because you spent a lot of time doing it. Well, no, no, not all of us do, but you oh. became good <laughs> well, yeah. to an extent. And what age were you competing? Oh, well, I mean, from the age of, you know, four years old, you're competing. 
you found adventure racing through relationships and friends and exploration and curiosity, you know, like a hunger to be back in the outdoors. Your first adventure race was, what age are you and when is this? Uh, yeah, it's been I'm about 20 years. 20, yeah, I'm 26, 27. Mm-hmm. Why did you pick this adventure race? I just had this need to get this other stimulus from nature. Like I was missing that connection to nature. I was desperately kind of wanting to get my boots on the ground and get my hands uh, in the dirt. And um, like a lot of people of my generation, I guess, uh, you know, you, you, we saw Eco Challenge on TV. Mm. And I was like, what the heck are these guys doing? Like, I want some of that. Mm-hmm. Like they're mm-hmm. out in the middle of, like these people are crazy and I am crazy like that. And yeah. I want that. So, um, yeah, I, I was like, I don't know how, like how to get there, but I'm going to figure it out. And so immediately I, you know, started searching online and found a local organizer who was putting these crazy ass quote unquote adventure races on and went out and volunteered. And that's how I got, that's how I got in. And then you start to look around and you're like, ah, these people are just like me. Like they're not, yeah. they're not, they're, you know, they're just superhuman. Yeah. They're just regular old people just like me. And, uh, there's nothing stopping them. They're just right. going out and doing it. Well, I want some of that. So I jumped on, yeah, I jumped on the team and uh, did some smaller smaller stuff, but very quickly um, got us into some big stuff and got some sponsorship. And well, your first team, so to be clear, your first team was three men, one female. You were the female? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And... You were going to go long course at this point, so you had to be sponsored, or were you just forging the path and sponsorship came later? It all kind of happened at once. It was kind of just all kismet. It was very quick. So you were sponsored. Um, your teammates were, who were your teammates at this point on Subaru? Yeah, so we had, um, no, they, they're just, uh, you know, passionate individuals, egos you know really don't matter and just it's about going out and doing it and loving what you do and um so it's definitely not the same today um you know the sports are just in a whole different space which is kind of exciting it's kind of exciting to have been you know tone the line tone the line yeah for this many years like seriously 20 years Mm -hmm. I've kind of been on both sides, like as a, as a racer and as a race director and, um, well, not kind of, of. so (laughs) you, you don't really do things like I'm kind of doing this. That's not the nature of who you are. So you're racing with this team sponsored by Subaru. And at some point you transition into a production team launching your first race. Well, yeah, no, it wasn't really our first race because we were a racing team and producing these this shorter series of Calico uh, adventure races, 24 to 36 races, or 36-hour races, pardon me. And um, so we were in the production space. We were in the race space. We were kind of doing both at the same time. And Subaru was on board, and we just decided, look, at that time with Eco Challenge, we knew that it was going away, but it didn't really own the space in North America. And we thought, hey, this is opportunity. Let's bring this amazing expedition experience, this expedition adventure race to North America. Um, and uh, so that combined with some 
really cool people that um, were super passionate about the sport and can bring in some resources. So that kind of triage of, of um, people kind of came together and we, we decided let's bring Primal Quest. Let's yeah. bring Primal Quest to life. The Primal Quest brand was your... So where did that name even come from? It was, yeah, I mean, people have heard it before, so I don't want to overuse it, but it was def definitely born from a napkin Cocktail conversation. Napkin? Mm -hmm. uh, in and out burger. Napkin. In and out burger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, athletes need protein <laughs> and beer. Yeah, and uh, yeah, certainly want to, you know, I was one piece of the puzzle in, in, sure. in that, but uh, so I definitely don't want to take... Well, everything you do is team based. Yeah, I mean that's absolutely. just who you are. So it made sense. It made sense. It made sense for us to do it. We felt like because we had all of these, we had these contacts, and we had these resources, and we had Subaru, and so out came Subaru Primal Quest. Subaru was title sponsor from the gate. Yep. Wow. For three Sweet. years. Yeah. They were all in on you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And the first race was when and where. It was the summer of. Uh, 2002 in Telluride, Colorado. Telluride. Yeah. Sweet. Amazing uh -huh. setting. Okay. Amazing. And just like anything, like, uh, you know, as a race director, you know that there's always, t you know, touch and go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and to not surprise, like Telluride, we just went all in. We didn't, like, we went from smaller production, so we had that production experience, but this is big time. Why did it go immediately to a 500K 10-day expedition? Because, yeah, I mean, we were inspired by Eco Challenge. Like, okay. We really wanted so that we model. Loved that Eco Challenge experience, and we wanted, yeah, we wanted to bring it to North America. But you chose to go um, long course expedition mm -hmm. and do, like, the 10-day model. And yeah. I know, you know, you can, winning teams are doing it faster than that, mm -hmm. but for normal people like me you got to be honest, like, this shit gets real after a certain amount of time. So you understood that going longer was going to, and maybe having a smaller field than going after that audience that could do the 24, 36-hour model of this race. It's a whole other person that's going to toe the line. We didn't think so. No? No. You're like, hey, get out of the cubicle, yeah. put, take the suit off, put yeah. the spandex on, and yeah, let's rock. because that's who we were. That's where I came from. That's true. Yeah. So why, why not? not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and you proved, obviously, that that was the case. You yeah. know, like anybody can do this. You've seen that now in all your years of experience race directing. Yeah. No, let me, let, yeah, you've got to make a commitment. There's no doubt about it. You can't just go from the couch to 10 days. But, um, yeah, no, it doesn't mean, you know, you're not an elite athlete. You don't have to be an elite. They're, they're out there for sure. Like, if, you know, that generation of the Ian Adamson and Robin ben Benacasa and Rebecca Rushes of the world. Absolutely. But, um, you know, it's, you, you put some time and dedication into it. Yeah, you can do it. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah. Well, you've seen hundreds, probably thousands of them now actually do that. Mm -hmm. And some of the best experiences as a race director is seeing those oh. people. Amazing. What? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Inspirational. And, mm -hmm. This is this is what this is seriously what drives me. Like I love, I love to see that. I love to see the transformation, the inspiration, the passion come out in these people. Because it's, I mean, it is awe-inspiring. And um there is this is what I'm super, super confident about in terms of being a race race director, is that I can guarantee 
that it will be a life-changing experience. And I know it sounds cliche and it's overused and all that kind of stuff. I, I am serious, girl. Like, it is amazing. Like, and it will change every single person. There yeah. is no doubt. Going out and doing something like this and getting that full-on challenge from Mother Nature. Like, there's nothing... Full submersion. Yeah. Full submersion, yeah. right? You tow the line. It yeah. takes you a little bit of training strategy. You've got a team. But once you set foot on that journey, yeah. you know it's all shit is going to go down. The layers are starting to peel. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is going to be the most authentic experience that you can experience. Like it just is. There's just no doubt. So let's talk about Primal Quest. So you've built this brand with your teammates. How many Primal Quests were on the 8th edition? Right? So we're going yeah, to British Columbia. We're in British Columbia. Yeah, yeah, we're working yeah. on the project right now. That's why we're drinking copious amounts of coffee <laughs> and running up and down mountains and rafting rivers and all this awesome yeah. glaciers and fun stuff together eighth edition and you're still in yeah. at the helm well yeah uh, yeah i mean you you're lady race director dude it's <laughs> it's what we're doing here yeah i mean it's certainly i didn't get here i didn't certainly didn't get here on my own it's it's been you know it's definitely been a journey i've had the honor i had the honor of kind of being there at the at the you know, kind of founding stages. Um, but like I said, I certainly wouldn't take all the credit. Um, it's been kind of, you know, it, it sounds completely hokey and I know, um, probably you're going to cut this out. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> we don't cut out it, cussing. We it, might not cut this out. Right, exactly. But it, it's, um, you know, I, I I truly believe that uh, Primal Quest came into an existence on its own, and it's a life unto itself. Ah. It's its own being, and um, so the brand is has human life. I I believe so. Blood pumping. I, oxygen. I believe so. I know people are going to think, "Oh my God, what has she been smoking?" Uh, and she's been out there too many days on the trail. <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, that's the way I look at it. Is is that you know we kind of. It, it came out of this, you know, genesis of, you know, this will and inspiration that we all collectively had as a, as a group of partners. And it grew into something super duper amazing, fantastic, like a newborn child. And it was like, oh, my God, you know, we were in Telluride. And it's like, holy crap, what did we just create? Mm. Not unlike, you know, when you have a, a baby. New, yeah, a new, new life that's part of your family. And, um and and so yeah it kind of went through so it's been it's been living its life like it went through this you know i was in i was fortunate to be involved with the first three iterations and then it kind of took a bit of a break and it went on to kind of new leadership and management and went through a whole kind of teenage years adolescence exactly that that kind of went went through and then um you know i kind of feel like it's kind of in its young adult phase and um, I'm happy to kind of be back in into its life and breathe this kind of new, not a new direction, but kind of reiterate where it came from. It's like this is 
remember this, this is where, this is where you came from. This is, you know, as a parent, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of creating leadership and guidance, but in a, in a, you know, it's your early twenties where it's like, you Mm. kind of have this perception of, well, I, you know, I can do anything. I'm going to go off. And it's like, no, no, let's just remember where we came from a little bit and let's kind of forge a, a direction that's going to be healthy and um i don't know maybe, i don't but want then to sound take it somewhere fresh. Elitist, but yeah it's 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 definitely kind of um let's remember where we came from why we're doing it the importance of what it is that we're trying to do and so that we can continue through our you know 20s and into 30s and 40s and 50s and then to <laughs> um but we, but in an authentic way like let's remember why this is important let's remember let's bring this to a new audience that can understand and benefit from it because it's it is a really valid and important thing to experience fascinating to see what's happened with obstacle racing and spartan and all that younger generational like let's go outside and do wild and crazy things and get fit and i cannot wait to see how these worlds not collide but literally like together create a whole new way of primal quest and expedition adventure racing what do you think that's going to look like yeah well i mean i think it's 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 exciting. I think this is what, like, I've always tried to break it down and say, like, I was never, like, there, I don't think you're born, you're never born an expedition adventure racer. An, an expedition racer is always born from something else. Mm-hmm. Right? You're, you're an ultra runner, you're a mountain biker, you're an OCR fanatic, whatever Iron it man, is. Spartan, right? Right. all of it. Yeah. It's, it, those are all potential people that could come into the sport and really embrace it. And so, you know, my mission and kind of coming back to Primal Quest after, you know, the, my hiatus way um, was really to kind of tap into all of those individuals. Cause like, you, you know, what are we? We're an expedition adventure, but what really is that? Well, when you break it down, it's, it's like we said, ultra running, it's mountain biking, it's, um, people that want to go out and have an amazing outdoor experience. Water. Yeah, paddling. Ropes. Ropes. All navigation. that stuff. Um, but just in a consecutive back-to-back way. Um, and even slower. Like, it's not fast. It's so strategic. Bad. Yeah. And it's yeah. teamwork. Yeah. So, you know, it's not, you know, it's that same thing. Like, anybody yeah. can do it. You just right. start doing it you just do it (laughs) right don't let your fears and whatever is going on in your brain Mm -hmm. you know stop you from stop you from going out and doing it Mm -hmm. just do it Mm -hmm. i want to know growing up not related to sports and you as an athlete or even you as a race director but you as a human being who is the biggest influencer in your world that set you up for success this kind of person that you are that just takes life all in who's that person Uh, my parents my mom and dad yeah
farmers. The pilot and the farmer. Right. Yep. Right. To say that, I mean, that was what I loved about my dad was that my dad's a freaking, like, he's an aeronautical engineer. And, uh, he wanted us to have an authentic life. So, you know, that the farm really did it. The value system that he instilled as a human that she instilled. Yeah. You've got to get out there and work. You've got to work. You've got to put your hands to the ground. You've got to use your muscles every day. You've got to... But and your brain. Like, they taught yeah. you to get educated. Oh, yeah. No. Well, but, but also the fact that, like, nobody's going to do this shit for you. You've got to go out and till the land. You've got to, you've got to you get on the damn tractor. Do it. Yeah. You got okay. It's broken. We'll figure out how to fix it. <laughs> like you know, you don't just call in the the mechanic. He's not going to just drop in from the sky. Mm-hmm. You got to figure it out. Yeah. And um, you know, and you're you're building you're building shit. You're fixing shit. You're. It's like you got you got to figure this out. Nobody is going to do it for you. And um, you know, you just just you've got the skills. Just do it. Just figure it out. Um, and, you know, I think through that whole, through the whole, you know, accident and all that kind of stuff, I just look at my parents. I go, yeah. you had four kids. You had a working farm. You had a real job, a legit, you know, pilot job. And yet somehow you managed to get one of your kids that had this, crazy accident, like random crazy accident happened. And you managed to keep, keep the homestead running, make sure that, you know, the world's not falling down around you. And they're down in, I mean, so let's put it geographically in in, in context. So they've got this whole homestead, the farm, all that kind of stuff. And you've got a kid that's down in a hospital, you know, an hour and a half away. And they're there every single day. Wow. You got three other kids you're looking after. You got life happening. You don't know what is going to happen with, you know, the whole limb <laughs> thing and all that kids. But you, my parents push it through. They just keep pushing and pushing and pushing until it, it happens. And, um, well, what's interesting to me now that you're saying that is that you're also the mother of two adopted kids, your husband and you, David. Hey. Awesome. So hold on, though. So <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. They're my kids. Bingo. They're, they're, they, they, we have worked, you know, your family comes to you in all different ways, shapes, and forms. They're not adopted. They're my kids. Like, and, and it's so funny that, like, why do we put that, well, you know, I'm not, I'm going to take you down right now. So Go, gonna, baby. But it's like. You know, they're they're not adopted. They're my kids. Babies, they came to us how they were supposed to come to us for whatever reason. Mm. I am their mama. For some reason, I am their mama. And they are mine. And and there's no there's no we don't need to put a label on it. We don't need to, to quantify it or anything like that. Our children come to us. Um for and you've a taken the values from your parents. Yeah. And now you're yeah. bringing them to your children. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I guess, yeah, that is the biggest stressor as a parent is that. Dude, you're self-employed. You have two children. Yeah. Your husband is self-employed. Yes. You're an athlete. I mean, you have so many things going on in your world. And every day is that like striving for balance. Striving for balance and trust, but striving more than anything for authenticity. Mm -hmm. Like grasping, like I want to make sure that no matter what, you're always going to be grounded for yourself, but grounded for your children. And I just like that. I want to make sure that they have those skills. Yeah. We got those from my parents and growing up on the farm and doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, and But it was easier. Like, you didn't have this electronic garbage that you're dealing with every day and that is part of life every day. Mm -hmm. um, and that it's so easy for our kids to just get swept up into. Like, oh, my God. It's, like, that's my fear is that, oh, my God, you, we can just plug our kids in and just have – they could just be plugged in. And now they need to understand those skills because they're that whole – that generation is – built on that so I get that they need to understand and appreciate all of that but I but me as a person that core of authenticity and being boots on the ground and and understanding really who you are is even more important cool this was a great pleasure thank you mm -hmm. it was lovely uh, getting to know you over the last um, bit out in the mountains and everything. I truly admire and respect everything that you've done. And I just think as uh, a lady boss yourself, completely uh, humbled by what you've been able to do, but love that our lives have connected yeah. and that we are busting this out together because I truly, um, I, well, I truly believe that for some reason, we were brought together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I uh, am super stoked to have you on the team. So we both welcome. Leos. Yeah. Must be it. Well, I'm Virgo. You're oh, Leo. Oh, right. You're connected. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. For mm -hmm. sure. For <laughs> sure. So definitely power team. And uh, welcome. Welcome to the Promoquest family. Proud to be on it. Love you, lady. You too, babe. That's a wrap. As I quietly slide my box of Kleenex away, thank you to Maria Burton for sharing your journey with all of us and most importantly, sharing your why. Uh, if you'd like to hear Maria Burton's full unedited interview with Samantha Pruitt, follow the YouTube link in our show notes below. Thanks to our friends and supporters at Race Roster for making this podcast possible. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe today and share our podcast with your friends and family so they can go on this fun adventure with us. And we'll catch you the next time we go on this journey to Endurance Town, USA. Bring it back.